Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura. It is so nice to have you here. We are chatting today with my friend Emily Pelland. And today's conversation is fun and chatty, and we are diving into a lot around the outdoor community on social media. Emily shares her story of creating an Instagram account focused on sharing really beautiful imagery of her hiking across the US and Canada. Her account is Hiking With Heels. I've always really loved that in her bio, it says 50% diva, 50% dirtbag, because that is so on brand, and that's the kind of hiker that I want to be too. We talk candidly about influencer culture, what it means to be a hiking influencer, what goes into curating these images, and the decisions that ultimately encouraged Emily to step away from the space. Emily and I have known each other for a while now, and we share a little bit about how we got in touch and how we've stayed in touch. And I've really loved watching the progression of this online space for her, because when we first met, she was really doing the thing. She was traveling the country, really going on all of these incredible hikes, taking these beautiful photos, really creating this aspirational lifestyle for myself and for a lot of people. And while there is a lot of benefits to Instagram culture when it comes to the outdoor community, because of course now so many more people are being exposed to areas where they may not have otherwise been, people are interested in activities like hiking and camping and outdoorsy things that they may not typically lean into, but they see these beautiful photos and they're like, I'm going to give it a chance. And I think that's really wonderful. And I think that the outdoors should be accessible and they should be available to everyone. But the dark side of that, Emily and I get into, what does it mean for a spot to be overused or overloved? What does hiking responsibly mean if you are just getting into these spaces? We talk about leave no trace principles, LNT. And it's just a fun, fluid, chatty conversation about this online space and then feeding into what that means for you as a consumer, hiking responsibly, getting into the outdoors. I feel like it was a lot of fun. I loved this opportunity to just catch up with a friend, but also to get a really cool behind the scenes look at the photos and the space and the lifestyle that exists for us to aspire towards. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, rate and review the show, share it with a friend, make sure you're subscribed and following wherever you're listening to podcasts. 
And in the show notes, I'll be sure to link out any resources that we mentioned. I feel like especially if you're new to the space, it's fun to just poke around on some of these websites to learn from people like Emily who are so deeply involved in the space. And it's just a lot of fun to get into. Whether you are a new hiker or a seasoned outdoors girl, I'm telling you, this is the summer to get outside, try something new, safely and responsibly engaging a little bit outside of your comfort zone. See a new park, see a new space, encourage a friend to come along with you. I feel like this is the perfect time of year for a conversation like this. So with that, let's jump into it. Welcoming Emily Pelland, Hiking with Heels, to the show. Enjoy. Emily, welcome to the show. Welcome to Eco Chic. Thank you so much for having me. Letting me have my 15 minutes of fame. Oh my goodness. Please. I am honored. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. I feel like before we even get into our conversation, we have to tell the story of how we met and how we became real life friends after internet friends. You were traveling the country, which I feel like is a very important part of your backstory. Set the scene for me. (laughs) Traveling the country in the 2010 Hyundai Elantra rest in peace had to let that go about a year ago traveling you know barely had three pennies I could rub together and going to different locations didn't want to jump back into the corporate world U.S. Canada and I think we randomly started following each other pen pals DM buddies yeah we were pen pals and you're passing through Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah, where I lived, got a drink and just stayed in touch ever since. And you just moved to Denver. So we've seen each other again. So it's full circle. Very full circle. I feel like when I tell people this story or that I love to make friends on the internet, people can't believe it. But if anyone has ever felt uncomfortable, like this is the sign to make internet friends. The number of random people that I've met and stayed in their actual home or their grandmother's basement is uncanny and probably not recommended, but it has always worked out for me. So take that as you will. Maybe you're assigned to, you know, stalk a friend that you want to have online and make it happen. Yeah. And now you're big time. And now you're big time. Look at you. I remember you oh telling me about the podcast when we met, what, 2017, five years 2017. ago? Yeah. I mean, it has been quite a journey for both of us. But I feel like that's a really important part of your story because that's where like the whole online persona of hiking with heels came to be. Tell me a little bit about your decision to start this Instagram account in what was it, 2017, 2016? Yes. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is I was cringy and I wanted to have an Instagram following. Okay. (laughs) That's it at the end of the day. And no, but I noticed the rise of the influencer. People were traveling, going to new locations I've never seen. And I was really interested in how that worked and how people built a following. So I used myself as a guinea pig. I always wanted to travel I originally was going to go to PA school, got some interviews, but said, can I defer this? They said no. And I said, well, okay, I guess I'm going to live in a Hyundai Elantra for a little bit and, you know, zip, zap, zoom around the country with $5. But that's how it started. I don't know if that is a good 
explanation. <laughs> no, I think it is. I think it is because it also really speaks to this whole thing that there wasn't a huge strategy. It was you're interested in influencer culture. The rise of the influencer is happening at this time. And you had this opportunity where you had said, I'm getting up and living a life on the road. So there was never a great time to start. There's not you living in your hometown and you were like, I'm going to create this fake persona. Like this is truly how you were living. And you just happened to also be photographing it and being really strategic about how you were sharing this experience online. I do think it was a missed opportunity. Should have had video clips. I could be viral on TikTok right now. I do see people living in their Subaru. I was the OG, just putting that out there. No kidding. Other people have done it. But yes, I think, I mean, I loved to hike and travel anyway. So it wasn't, oh, I'm creating a persona. It was more, I want to learn photography. I want to learn social. Let's see how people do this. I feel like hiking culture specifically is a really interesting place on Instagram or on social media in general, because when you are hiking as a regular person, it is not a glamorous thing to do. And to create really beautiful photos or to create something that makes people like want to go to a place, do a hike, get even into hiking in general or get into outdoor culture in general that's a really big challenge because you are kind of creating this experience that you have to heighten. It doesn't exist as beautifully as it is on social media. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the challenges in creating those images and creating this kind of online presence of hiker Instagram girl. You're waking up at 4 a.m. to do these beautiful sunrise hikes to get these photos, the clothing, the planning, the everything. Like, there's so much that goes into getting one really beautiful photo for Hiker Instagram. Yes. And I think it is important to know, and still a lot of the videos and images that you see, people have spent a lot of time planning and preparing for that image or video. You're making sure it's the right season, it's the right time of day, that the weather is perfect. When is the trailhead going to be busy? Also, some people want to look cute. That's the hiking with heels. I've given that up more recently now, but I have been in a full face of makeup with hair curled, hiking my way up to delicate arch, fending off looks from strangers. The behind the scenes, not a cute look. It's a cute photo, but the situations that I've gotten myself and my boyfriend Brett into are just funny. You know, for sunset, getting to the view as the sun is setting during golden hour, having to hike down in the complete darkness, thinking you're going to find a viewpoint. It's not there. Having to do a hike three times just to get a picture to get good conditions, it's a lot of work and I'm tired. That's why I don't really do it anymore. I love how transparent you are in just not really doing it anymore. And I was saying that before we started recording. I love how upfront you are in saying that you're still a hiker as a regular person, but this Instagram space is a really huge responsibility to keep up essentially if responsibility is even the right word for it it's a lot of work to maintain 
Was there a moment where you were like, I'm over this. I have got to give up all of the work that goes into maintaining this Instagram page. Yes. And I do have to clarify the privilege in saying that I was able to stop it because at one point I was making some money off of my page. And then I did finally get a big girl job and that sucked the life right out of me. So that was the start of paying less attention to my Instagram. But my page did help me get the job because I work on the business side of influencer marketing now. And so I was doing that all day. I'd love to say I was doing it from nine to five, but I was doing it from nine to five, trying too hard, working till midnight. And on the weekend, I just wanted to enjoy nature, enjoy hiking and not have to try so hard. I also think maybe this happens to age. I don't know. I feel less of a need to share my entire life with people and to really share that with my friends. I've always been an open person. I still am, but maybe I don't need to capture every single thought I have on my Instagram stories. Yeah. Maybe it is something that comes with age. Cause I'm the same way. It's even gotten to the point where I love having hobbies that encourage me to just take days at a time off of social media. Like deep pandemic, I became a huge reader. I was always a casual reader. I feel like I'm always talking about this. So I feel like it's such a broken record. But when I get into something, I'm like, well, I can't be picking up my phone. I can't be, you know, if I'm hiking for days at a time, if I'm skiing, ski season was great because you're not picking up your phone anytime that you're like skiing all day. And getting outside and having other hobbies and getting really into hobbies has encouraged me to just spend so much less time and like put so much less value in an online persona. Yes. I think spending less time on your phone is part of the reason too, that I stopped putting so much stock in my online persona, if you will. It's not fun to go on a hike and be looking. Is this a good viewpoint? Is this the spot? Oh, I have four granola bar companies in my backpack and an energy drink that I have to get five shots for. And I'm not feeling it. I just want to be here, enjoy the sunset, hear my tinnitus ringing in my ears and not have to worry about getting photos for people because this is my free time and it's limited. Yeah, I will uh, plus one that. I mean, there is <laughs> the, tinnit- the tinnitus. I mean, there is something about being totally disconnected in nature, not worrying about the photo, not worrying about. I mean, I was never taking photos to the extreme that you were, but just being there on my own with no responsibilities is an absolute dream. And that's how I want to spend my free time. I would love to pivot quickly into the negatives of having a hiker Instagram community from this everyday consumer perspective. I think there's definitely this benefit in that people who have never been interested in hiking or being outdoors in general are now being exposed to really beautiful places and getting involved in spaces where they may not have historically had any interest or like entry point essentially. And it's becoming so much more democratized to be outdoors. But on the flip side, there are definitely things like trail responsibility and responsible hiking, responsible tagging of photos that is a huge challenge when you are making these spaces so much more public. At a high level, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges with 
hiking culture on Instagram? That is an amazing question. The first thing that comes to mind is the Disney moms trying to do 14 or hikes with one water bottle and a gym shoe. That's a safety concern. <laughs> but from a L&T perspective, I think a lot of the popular trails are overloved and overused and overused in the sense that people aren't staying on the trail. And I'm so happy that the outdoors are becoming inclusive and open. And of course, I want everyone to experience that on the same side of the coin. I don't feel like everyone respects the trails and the outdoors as they should. Leaving your dog's poop there, leaving a Kit Kat bar, standing on delicate soil. It's hard to see places get overlooked. Quick break, I'd like to tell you a little more about one of our supporters, Oregon State University eCampus. With sustainability at the heart of its mission, Oregon State strives to create healthier people and a healthier planet. Joshua Chan Burgos embodied that mission while earning his bachelor's degree in sustainability online with OSU eCampus. His life experiences have taken him from his native Puerto Rico to Asia, Ohio, and Florida. Studying online and traveling the world taught him practical ways to make an impact, like advanced techniques in sustainable agriculture or how to create an ecological restoration plan. Like so many Oregon State graduates, Joshua now uses his skills that he gained online not only to impact his local community, but also his career. You can follow in Joshua's footsteps by turning the study of plants, animals, and the environment into a rewarding new career. Oregon State delivers a variety of degree programs in conservation and natural sciences that offer the training you need to protect our natural world. Learn more about how you can make your impact at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash ecochic. That's ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash ecochic. I also want to tell you about Organifi. If you've got a busy schedule, it can be hard to get all your nutrients in on the go. Even if you have the time to juice vegetables or eat these massive salads, you might not love the taste of dark leafy greens. As we all know, a lack of nutrition can lead to low energy, bad moods, and all sorts of long-term issues. That's why Organifi makes it easy to fill your life with more nutrition using delicious superfood blends. Add a scoop to a glass to energize and nourish your day with carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, medicinal mushrooms, and so much more. It's one of the easiest healthy choices you can make each day. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than 3 grams of sugar. They have different flavors like green juice, red juice, that's my personal favorite, cold chocolate, and then they also do seasonal holiday flavors that time of year, things like pumpkin spice. If you want the highest quality plant-based ingredients for optimal health, go to Organifi.com and use code ECOCHIC for 15% off any item in the store. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use code ECOCHIC for 15% off. It'll be in the show notes. I like that you mentioned the standing on delicate soil because I'm immediately thinking of Every year, it seems, or even once a season, there's always someone at a national park taking a photo on top of an arch at Arches National Park or like places where people are not permitted to go, but they go to take a wonderful Instagram photo. And then there's all this online backlash of like, you shouldn't be sitting up there, blah, blah, blah. And that's absolutely valid and important to point out. But a lot of these folks that are going to do these big photo shoots at national parks or on trails or wherever it may be are not people who are traditionally aware even of 
hiking responsibly. And there is a whole nother layer of like education that needs to be more accessible. It's not just about making parks accessible, but making sure that people know how to responsibly engage in these places. Right. And there are some outdoor influencers that do an amazing job of reinforcing LNT and being respectful of the outdoors. But there are still some very popular accounts where people are setting up camp way too close to the lake. We're having fires when we're not supposed to. We're using a drone. There are pictures I see where I know for a fact the view is not taken from the trail. And that's hard because then all of your 50,000 followers want to go to that view. They want to go to that spot. Now we have tons of social trails. There are some people that do it really well and responsibly. And there are still people out there to get the shot, to get the TikTok and are encouraging bad behavior from their audience. Yeah, I think that on this topic of social trails, this is a perfect point to pivot into the controversial topic that is geotagging or tagging photos and the locations where these photos are taken. And I'd love to get your take on geotagging because I feel like it's a very nuanced conversation. It's one that is being had more and more, and there's not really a right answer. So what is, in your opinion, the way that you like to responsibly tag your photos, if at all. I appreciate that you acknowledged that it's a nuanced conversation because I've gone back and forth. And I think my answer is somewhere in the middle on my actual page. I won't tag a location. I might tag a national park. I'll tag the state. But if someone asks me and DMs me personally, I will let them know where the trail is. I'll send them the link and I'm happy to do that because again, I want the outdoors to be inclusive to everyone. I don't know if this is fair, but I like to see people put in just a touch of effort. Like, hey, if you Googled super blue lake in Colorado, the first Google search is gonna be blue lakes or ask me. I don't know, having them put in that extra effort, maybe I feel like it will get them to respect the place more, but maybe I'm just naive. Interesting. I feel like the rise in popularity of not tagging places is also really interesting. Or when people will tag a place like keep the West wild or something like kind of vague that doesn't really tell you even the state or like anything at all. Something that's inherently like, I am protecting this place. Someone pointed out to me, I had no idea how I felt about those tags and I've, I've never used them, but I haven't thought that deeply about them. But I was having a conversation with a friend, my friend Savannah, and she was kind of discussing this internal conversation that she had been having with coworkers or people in the space around these tags of keep the West wild. And while the first surface level thought there is we are protecting these sacred places, we are helping protect these trails in some way, the backside of that is that there is a lot of privilege in being able to be in that space in the first place. Someone had to tell you, someone had to show you that trail. You didn't just happen to come across this like incredible viewpoint on your own. So it's also very gatekeepy in a way. 
And so I feel like the middle ground is tagging a general area, like you said, like Grand Canyon National Park or Indian Peaks Wilderness. So it is a space. And if you want to go ahead and like do the work of finding that trail, you can go ahead and do that. But keeping it truly vague, untagged, not wanting to give that information via DM, because I've heard a lot of stories of influencers who when you do reach out to them, it's like, I'm not comfortable sharing that you know, it is in this general area, whatever you can do your own research. But if you're not sharing that information to begin with, and that's a privilege and that's gatekeeping. So it is a really gray space in my consumer viewpoint. Yes. And I will admit there are some spots in Colorado that I'm a gatekeeping bitch about. And that's only because they're the spots where I'm trying to get away from y'all. I'm trying to do a quick sunset hike with my pup. (laughs) But on the flip side, I think it is important to provide people with lists and trails and maps of areas that they can go around. You know, you don't have to share your secret special sunset makeout spot. But what other places can people go? Are there state parks? You know, again, national parks. I have no problem sharing that. Let's say I share 90% of things, but maybe that makes me a bad person. Not at all. If you ask me, I'll tell you where my sunset makeout spot is. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make you a bad person at all. There are some things you want to keep special, but it's nice to know that that 90% is accessible to people. And again, it's putting in a little bit of extra work, asking the right questions, doing the right Googling. I'm sure also now and in your deep hiker Instagram girl era, you got a lot of questions of people who were never hikers or have really never spent any time outdoors. So when someone approaches you as like, I've never done anything like this before, but I'm going on a road trip and want to do this, or I'm going to my first ever public space and I want to do X, Y, and Z. What is your immediate advice for someone just getting into the outdoor space? That is a great question. Pack water. Yeah. Um, And I'm not talking a 16 ounce plastic bottle of water. I would say the biggest thing, be hydrated, wear comfortable shoes, have snacks. The most basic Research the trail beforehand if you can. I love all trails. It typically has a trail report. I'll go on there and read the most recent reviews. Is there a lot of snow? Am I good in a Nike? I will say the biggest mistake people make is they get so excited. They buy a brand new pair of hiking boots and then they take them to Glacier National Park and they get 72 blisters. So if you are getting a new boot, break it in, wear it around the neighborhood, walk your dog, wear it in the house. Otherwise I'd almost recommend just wearing a normal gym shoe and making sure you're doing, you know, an easy to moderate hike snacks. I always underestimate how long things are going to take, how hungry I'm going to get hiking on the way down I'm always dreaming of nachos or the the post trail hike so bring some snacks share your location with your mom <laughs> I, I actually do that if we're going backpacking or going to be off grid I will let somebody know and I'm like hey mom 
if you don't hear from me by 5 a.m. on Tuesday, call the authorities. I'm joking, but it's good to know that at least someone else knows where you might be and can check up on you if they don't hear from you. This is a lot of random advice, but just have a comfortable shoe. I think that's really good advice. And letting someone know where you're going is really good advice too. I think that I have really in recent times come to value that so much more than I did when I started hiking. I used to be a big solo hiker, like, and I never thought twice about it. I would just like wake up in the morning and be gone for eight hours and no one would hear from me. And thank God I was always fine. But that's really dangerous. Like that's a situation that I don't need to be putting myself in if I can help it at all. As much as I appreciate that solo time alone, someone should know where you're going. And I like your advice about all trails and looking at reviews. And I don't know if a lot of people outside of the deep outdoor community recognize what a powerful resource all trails is, but it's essentially this website or this app where you can go and look at trails or you can search by area or public space or whatever your key terms are find trails and they're all rated and reviewed. And people are so good about reviews on all trails. The community on all trails is powerful. It's people giving really good detailed reviews about their hike that morning, about the parking, about the snow conditions, about what they brought and what was helpful and what wasn't helpful. And I really needed my spikes today, but I didn't need them this time last year or whatever it may be. And people are so good about sharing that information within the hiker community So while we've talked a lot about gatekeeping and kind of this privilege that exists within social media of hiker communities, I feel like the true bigger consumer space is so welcoming and so friendly. That's a great point because anytime you travel to a mountain town and you ask for recommendations, the people are so open and willing and excited to share. And on Instagram, it doesn't always appear that way. It's an interesting juxtaposition, but yes, I, and I use all trails so much. And so I'm trying to make sure every time I do a hike that I will leave a review. Parking's a big one. What time did the parking lot fill up? What time did you get there? Do you need a state park sticker or is it free? Is there a porta potty? All those things that are good to know. Yeah, that's a good point. And The other resource I love to say, I think is one of the most underutilized, if not the most underutilized federal resource, I believe, is the National Park Park Rangers. I know there's a lot of issues with national parks, a whole, that's a whole separate conversation, but park rangers at national parks are so familiar with a space to a level that you as a consumer could never truly ever be. I love to go, if I'm going to a new national park somewhere I've never been, I don't make any plans for my hikes beforehand. I don't know if this is really chaotic or really smart, but as soon as I get there, I like to sit and talk with the park ranger and tell them exactly what I'm looking for. Something moderate. I'm not looking to hike for more than five, six hours, whatever. I'll give them mileage. I'll give them, I'm looking for a viewpoint X, Y, and Z. And they will tell you exactly what the best things for that particular day are and leaning into people who actually know it as opposed to trying to figure it all out yourself is so helpful. You really do not need to know it all in this space or in any space in your life. Yes. Love a park ranger. I love that you brought that up. I will do the same. I typically have 
because I'm insane and I stalk places on the satellite view of Google Maps, I typically know exactly where I want to go or have four to five trails in mind. But I love being able to go up to a ranger and say, this is what I want to do today. What are the trail conditions like? What do you recommend if you're hiking in certain mountain countries? You need to be aware of bears. So they'll let you know if there were recent bear sightings. So you might want to steer clear of that hike you had in mind. But yes, park rangers, we love them. When I lived in Arizona, I had no idea about rattlesnakes and like rattlesnake season. And being aware of animals and dangerous things that you could come across in the trail is also really empowering. Like I was just out there living my life the first time I saw a rattlesnake and I was like, what am I doing here? Get me out of here. And I was not mentally prepared for that, much less aware of what I was supposed to do in that situation. Or I've never seen a bear on a trail, thank God. But like people run into moose all the time during mating season on trails, or depending on where you are, you could just run into them any time of year. I mean, even in Breckenridge, like on the ski slopes, people see moose all the time. And I wouldn't know what to do if I was on a trail and I came face to face with the moose and someone out there is listening to this and yelling at me. But that's something that you need to be aware of depending on the season, depending on whoever it is that you're talking to or where you're going. It doesn't really matter how populated the trail is sometimes. Like you can always come across adverse things on the trail. Charismatic fauna. Charismatic fauna. Charismatic (laughs) fauna. Yeah. Is that the right term? Totally. That's absolutely it. (laughs) I feel like I'm making hiking sound scary. Because there are a lot of things you need to research, weather, animals. I've actually never come across a bear in Colorado, but a couple of times in Wyoming, definitely Montana, moose. And every time I'm about to do a pretty exposed high elevation hike, I always Google and remind myself what to do if there's a lightning storm. I know that sounds silly, but that's one of my biggest fears is being prepared for a quick change in weather. Yeah, that's a really, really good piece of advice. I came across, now that I'm thinking about it, black bears in Western North Carolina, but they're so- They're cute. Fine, they're cute. Nothing's gonna happen. So I was never really that concerned, but now in the West, I should definitely be more aware of bears and moose and all this of that. Might be a, <laughs> this might be a story for another time, but my aunt and uncle, were attacked by a grizzly bear in Glacier National Park. So they're both alive and well by miracle, but I take bear safety very seriously. And so I've been hiking in Glacier before. And if you're coming around a corner, you want to make a lot of noise because you don't want to scare the bear. So, you know, people yell, hey, bear, or just making sure you're making some kind of noise. And I walked past this guy and he made some comment about how I was being annoying or I don't know, but I'm like, sir, have you been attacked by a grizzly? Didn't think so. So, um, I'm actually doing it right. Don't be rude. That's not hiker culture. If I say hi to someone and they don't say hi back to me, let me tell you, my day is ruined. I will think about that for the next two hours. There is a friendliness that needs to exist, a hiker courtesy, dare I say, trail courtesy. Mm. 
99% of people are super friendly. So yes. yes. Yeah. I feel like we're making it out to sound like this is a really uh, tricky space to get into, but it's really not. It, it's, it's no, it should be for everyone. The outdoors really should be for everyone. We haven't even talked about camping and I don't even want to go down the camping rabbit hole of like camping responsibly, but a lot of these same principles still apply. It's a matter of like being around people who know what they're doing, who have been educated before. You don't have to know it all. If you're waking up and deciding like today's the first day that I go car camping in my life and I'm going alone, or I'm going with a friend who's also never gone car camping in their life, ask some questions, look up your trails, do it smart, go to REI, ask some questions. Like there are resources available and no one should feel like getting into the outdoor space is a purely personal problem. I agree. And definitely don't want to make it sound scary, but I think it's important to be prepared, right? So maybe the number one piece of advice is be curious, ask questions, ask the state park, ask the ranger, ask a friend. If people have questions, they can ask me and bring water. Be curious, bring water. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Bring more water than you think you need. That's my usual rule of thumb. Love that. Yes. Love that. Emily, thank you so much for hanging out today and chatting and just having a fun chat about hiking and Instagram and being responsible. And I look forward to hiking season this summer. We got to get out there together. I am so excited and so ready. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Emily Pelland of Hiking with Heels. Like I mentioned at the top, I will have some resources in the show notes. Leave no trace, all trails. If you've never poked around the National Park Service website, I encourage you to do that. They've got a really cool interactive map. But if you've been looking for a sign to become a hiker to get outdoors this summer, this was your sign. I've had a lot of fun with you today. Thanks so much for hanging out and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.